Okay. Well, ladies, all right. Christy, she's like... <laughs> um, you know, a lot of you have heard this out of me before, and uh, so we were talking about, you know, sisterhood and friendship and fellowship and, and those kind of things, and uh, it made me think that, number one, I'm not very good at it. Uh, so sometimes that's just the look on my face and sometimes it's my lovely attitude, but, um, it's not, it, it's a, it's a, it really is something I have to be very intentional about because I can go into my little hidey hole and I can stay there for apparently a real long time, 53 years, as far as I can tell, but, uh, I can stay there for a really long time. Um, and in the last, I don't know, however many years I've been learning that that that's not really what God put us here for. He put us here for relationship. And when I got to thinking about it, um, relationship is an exchange. Just like the mug exchange tonight, relationship is an exchange as well. And it's not always 50-50. Like society likes to tell you these days that, you know, it's it should be 50-50, everything's equal. Or it's, it's not. And not in my life. Maybe it is in your life. But in my life... It's a hundred, a hundred, because there have been a lot of times people have uh, have really had to come get me, had to come save me, and I didn't give them anything in return. Not only did I not give them anything in return, I had one friend when I was going through some of my stuff. I wouldn't even answer my door. I wouldn't answer the phone. I wouldn't do anything. She brought a lawn chair and sat on my porch. And wasn't going to leave until I talked to her. I was like, well, I'm pretty stubborn, so you're, I hope, glad it's not cold out there. So, but it, it's, it's 100, 100. Sometimes, sometimes you give 100% to the other person. You don't want anything in return, and you're not going to get anything in return. But sometimes people give to you, and that's 100% too. And a lot of times, um, I have found in my life, like Candace and I were talking about it, I found in my life that... Candace was one of those people that, you know, offered to carry my backpack. And uh, it, to this day, sometimes I think, well, I never really repaid Candace, you know, for what she did for me, for the way she looked out for me, for those things. And when we were talking about it, I mean, she can probably speak to it better than I can because she's Candace. But um, she wasn't looking for that return for me. Because the return, sometimes when we give a hundred, is that hundred goes to other people. When I got on my feet, then I was able to reach out to other people and give them a hundred percent when they didn't have anything to give. And um, I think that's what this is all about, like exchanging the names and stuff like that. Hopefully, y'all will reach out and get to know each other and pray for people and, and those kind of things. And maybe it will be a one-sided relationship. Maybe the name you got is in the hole, and you're up on the mountaintop. So it, it I just... I don't know. It was just really on my heart as far as that goes. And I, I went to the Bible for that. Um to figure out the exchange portion of it. What is that supposed to look like? What does God actually want from us in that exchange? Is it 100-100? Is it 50-50? What does that look like? And the the greatest exchange that I could find in the Bible is Jesus on the cross, right? So Jesus went through everything he went through, and he went to the cross, and he did that for our sin, 
in exchange for our sin, we got his righteousness. We got forgiven. We got redeemed. We got all those things. But he didn't get anything, right? He didn't. We didn't do anything for to Jesus in return. But what we do in return is be in relationship with others. That's the return in that exchange. And it... Um, that's what I mean by a hundred, a hundred, right? Like he gave a hundred percent and we can never repay that. But what we can do is as we move forward, we can show people Jesus and we can show them forgiveness and we can show them love and we can do all those things. Um, I actually found that a lot in the Bible. There's, there, there are some relationships that are 50, 50, and we're, they're going to talk about one of those in a little bit, but in Corinthians five eighteen through 21, I want to show you my bookmarker. My son made it when he was like three, and it's a popsicle stick with a little puffy star on it, and it says bookmarker. Just so you know, in case you're curious what that says. Anyway, in Second uh, Corinthians five eighteen, it says. Um, now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And it's talking about when Jesus went to the cross. He, um, it says, God was, namely, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed us to the world of reconciliation. Which is what I was talking about. He took our sin, our trespasses, and in exchange for that, he gave us reconciliation. Well, reconciliation uh, in the in the Hebrew is katalaso. I'm not good at that, but um, it it is basically a word for exchanging coins, exchanging money. But it goes a little bit deeper than that, and it says when you take that down to an individual basis, it's to change from enmity to friendship to reconcile. So it's to take us from a place where we're not good to a place where we're good in friendship. And um, I think that that's a that's the big exchange right it gives us the what jesus did for us gives us the love and the good grace and the freedom and the um the peace like cody prayed for to be a friend to somebody else to have that relationship and to do those things and there's another big exchange that comes right after Jesus on the cross, right? Because he dies for three days. He comes back to life. He's here for 40 days. But then when he leaves, he he says that God is going to send the Holy Spirit to be our friend here is essentially what it says. And he's to, um, it says, uh, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. And that's what friends do, right? They remind you that you're enough. They remind you that you are good. They remind you that this is going to pass. You're going to get through it. They remind the, you that Jesus has forgiven everything and that he's the healer and the redeemer and the reconciler. They remind you. That goes back to that whole exchange, right? Am I making any sense? Everybody's just staring at me like I'm talking crazy. So I'm like, but it's 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 that exchange. It's the exchange of 
who you were before you knew Jesus to who you are when he redeemed you to who you can show to people you meet. It's that exchange. Um, So he leaves the Holy Spirit, right? And then the Holy Spirit gives us a gift of seven things. And I'm not going to list them. I mean, but four of the things are strictly relational with other people. They are, well, I'll tell you, they're wisdom, understanding, counsel, and knowledge. And those are the things we use in relationship. And for the Holy Spirit to leave those for us, that talks about how important it is for us to have those exchange and those friendships. And the same way with the Ten Commandments, the first five are relationship with God, and the second five are relationship with other people. It, It, the Bible talks about it a lot, like the two greatest commandments, right? Love God, love other people. It's all relationship. It's all an exchange. It's what you exchange with God and God does for you, and it's what you exchange with other people. And you're not really looking for what other people do for you, but people do things for you. You know what I mean? People people do things for me a lot more than I do for them, I think, but... It, um, I think it's, I think it's that, I, I think it's that exchange. I don't know if I express that well, but I think it's that exchange. Just like the the mugs, my mug may have cost twelve dollars and yours may have cost thirty. It's not fifty fifty. It's more like seventy thirty at that point. I, the quick math, I can't do the quick math, but it's the exchange of who you are and who you're trying to be in Christ and who you're growing to be and what that what that looks like and. And I don't know. Well, something that it reminds me of when you say that is it's kind of the definition of what love is, that exchange. Because um, I feel like if you were to do something for somebody in an ex- expectation of getting something back, it's not exactly love. It's kind of more like manipulation, I guess. Does that make sense? And so... I really feel like that, yeah, that great exchange of what Jesus did on the cross was, it is the greatest exchange, but it's also the greatest act of love is because we would never be able to repay him for what he did on that cross, but he still went and did it and went the full extent of it. Um, and I mean, it really is like that greatest, it's a sacrifice. It's a, it's a greatest act of love is that exchange. And I feel like growing up, I like, I had to learn that, you know, like you get, give your, your best friend a a gift for her birthday. And then like, you get like pencils for your birthday from her. Like, like, you don't want it to like, (laughs) but like, if you were to like end your friendship over because she gave you pencils, like that's not really valuing like the friendship with her, right? It's valuing what you could get from her in exchange. And I mean, I'm not going to say that there's been relationships in my life that haven't been like that. And I think that's part of like growing in Jesus and growing in God is that sometimes you're going to get pencils and sometimes you're going to get like cool I don't know. I can't even think of what was cool when I was a kid. But like something like that. Lisa Frank something. Nineteen ninety something. I think that's the way it works though, right? And that's I think for me looking at the exchange is is where I learned that it's 
it's a heart matter. It's a, like you said, it's a love matter. It's a heart matter. And until you can get it to your heart and understand, well, until I could get it to my heart and understand what Jesus did for me, I might have been a little bit like that. You know what I mean? I might a little. I, I might have. I say that because I'm trying to negate my um, naughtiness. <laughs> anyway. I, but I think until you learn those things and, and until you have right relationships with people that show you that, I think you can get stuck there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You it's know? a healed, like, healed person thing, I think, too. Healing, for healed, sure. Healed. And I think, I, but I think, that's yeah, why, I think that's why we do this, mm-hmm. so we can fellowship with people that can speak that into us mm-hmm. and do speak that into us. Because I'm looking out in the crowd, and some of you I don't know, but I, I expect it to come fully in the near future now that you know who I am. But the people I do know have all at some point said, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you can't, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? And, you know, like some of those people I've had the opposite conversation with too, but not near as many that has had, have had it with me. It's been hard for me to learn. But um, oh but I think that's the love, right? And that's the exchange. And, and you have to be open to that. You can't be offended by that. And you, I mean, you can be, but wow, that just is only well, hurts and, yourself. And seeing person, like, person to person like face to face also Mm -hmm. um because it's very easy like if anybody's like on social media it's very easy to spout off and say something to somebody and not have to have the um conflict of seeing somebody face to face and just learning to be like all right yeah Lindsay, give her a mic (laughs) she has the smallest handwriting ever like if you see her notes it's like this big i love it but it's the smallest handwriting I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, this, co- coming into this, we talk about the exchange of sisterhood. And I really have looked at the exchange of um, not just like a mom and what a mother brings, but like a spiritual mother. It's not necessarily... Um, what like a mama bear thinks of but going through this week my week totally changed and it became more of a sisterhood <laughs> and Shelby's up there laughing because she's <laughs> she's my person um, where she and I over the years have gone back and forth warring for each other um, raising not raising each other's kids but like she's had my kids I've had her kids like it's just a back and forth and when one of us is down the other one picks each other up and um we've we've had some pretty big things that like I don't know if she feels the same way but I'm like I could never repay her for that but I don't I don't believe that she expects me to repay her for that and vice versa and to have somebody have your back like that have that exchange is priceless so yeah um i mean (laughs) my my whole week kind of changed and so what i had down was not where i thought i was going well and even with the um whole spiritual mother spiritual kind of mentor thing i know a lot of people have are you may be sitting there and being like well i've never had anybody like 
spiritually mother me or anything like that. I know for me, I never went to any of like the women in my life, um, like Christy, like Amy Fellini, like Lynette, like, um, I've never went to them and be like, will you be my spiritual mother? But it's just like, that. <laughs> like I, I never had to put like a name or a title on it. But, like, that's who I consider them to be in my life. Um, you know, Casey, like, they're, I've had, I look around, I'm like, I've had so many. And even, like, Katie Ford, like, I've had, she's younger than me, but, like, there's times where she's been that, like, like, calls out what's going on and is able to speak into your life. So if you're sitting there and you're like, I've never, I don't have this title of a person in my life. Like, I feel like sometimes it's... Um, it's just, it's wisdom. It's wisdom, and it's that's mm-hmm. the fruit of the Spirit right there coming through um, that we can look out for and can grab hold of. You know, the same that you had with, with Shelby. Yeah. And uh, I would just, like, be aware of it, I guess. Like, think about it. And, like, if, when we bring awareness to our mind of, like, man, that person, like, I could talk to them about some stuff, and they're not going to, like, just pet my ego and make me feel good about things. They're going to, like, be like, well, okay, you know, and, like, talk to you about the things that maybe are hard to talk about, too, but as well as encourage you and be in your corner. It's awesome. Can you guys hear me without a mic? You won't be on the recording, then. Um, I can say this too, and I'm just going to be—I'm going to be blunt about it because it's something I had to deal with um, in my own heart. Um, for anybody out here that's older, I'm 53. I don't care if you're older than me or younger than me; it doesn't really matter. But yeah, all of us old people, let's go home now because it's bedtime. Um, but it, something I really had to. Something I really had to get a hold of and and um, and deal with was there was a there was a time in my life where I thought uh, not that I thought it I don't really know how to say this properly so I'm just going to say it I felt like if you were younger than me there wasn't going to be anything you could tell me that I needed to listen to because you hadn't been through it and I negated that I would be like yep done not listening to you you're like 12 (laughs) you know and that's not true it is not true and I don't really know where I got that notion I don't know where that notion came from but I, I do know after talking to a lot of women of age let's call it that it's something a lot of us deal with and and it's nothing to do with the younger people it's because I've learned more from Katie Ford. I've learned more from Candace. I've learned more from Lindsay. Casey, everybody in here is younger than me. So I've learned from, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Anyway, but it, it, it is something that I think, I guess maybe just as a, as a heads up, as you guys do grow older, don't go there because you miss a lot of wisdom if you let your heart get hard against those kind of things. And, and uh, I don't know, that's all I got to say about that. Don't do it. Don't be me. No, I, I completely agree. I have learned more from women younger than me here than I have just in life in general or even working with them. Some of life's hardest things I've been through, I've learned from people who have already walked through it and they're younger than I am. And I don't know that I would have come out 
the way I did without walking that out with somebody who's already done it before. So, age doesn't matter. Do you want to share what you found with um, so? We, we talked about Ruth and Naomi because there was almost a mother-daughter relationship there. Um, Ruth had married Naomi's son, um, but they walked similar paths out um, simultaneously, kind of. Um, they both lost their husbands, and while Naomi obviously also lost uh, both of her sons, but they banded together, um, and they took the initiative to continue to move on with their lives, and they did it with God's help. Um, but Naomi had taught Ruth um, about her customs, about um, God, and shared her wisdom with Naomi, and Naomi was able to walk through life um, and met Boaz and um, really grew out of that. And um, even though Naomi had her own issues and um, changed her name to, is it pronounced Mara, 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 um, which means bitter. Um, but, I mean, if you lost your husband and two sons, it might be a little bit better. But um, the loyalty that Ruth had towards Naomi, um, even though Naomi told her, don't stay with me, go back with your family, Ruth had that loyalty towards her to stay with her. Um, and that bond that they must have had, like, if you think, it's, it's one thing reading a story, but if you think about it, like, if I were to marry your son or whatever, not that this is happening, but, (laughs) um, and something were to happen, you know, and you're like, go, go away like you did with the whole front porch thing and you park yourself there, you know, to actually walk that out is a completely different thing. And you learn a lot out of that process. You learn from the people um, around you and how they walk out those tough situations. Um, it's, that exchange of, it's that exchange of wisdom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually brings me, I had written down this verse out of Proverbs, Proverbs 12, 26, that the godly give good advice to their friends, um, whereas the wicked lead them astray. So those people matter in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Something that we we met on Monday and uh, just chatted about what we were talking about tonight, and then we talked a little bit more about Naomi and Ruth as well. And... um, like we were saying earlier is that there may not be relationships that are full full 100-100 or full 50-50 on coming through all of that. And there's many times it looked like that Ruth, you know, she was serving Naomi. She was going to work and feeding Naomi. She was doing all of these things. Even though Ruth or Naomi brought Ruth into her culture and gave her, you guys okay, <laughs> gave her, brought her in and gave her a home, kind of protected her in a way because Ruth being an outsider wouldn't have been welcomed into that culture. Um, and then told her, you know, go and work in so-and-so's, in Boaz's uh, field because he's a kinsman. Uh, 
there was there was that that back and forth in the relationship. But I think the part that I I just hold on to most in that story is that Ruth had found her savior through Naomi's faith and through Naomi, who Naomi was. And many times we do that through people that invited us to church, through the um, grandmother that prayed for us for all of those years, through, um, I mean, I have stories of people like just bumping into somebody at the grocery store and they're like, you know, come to church with me or like I'm praying for you or they're, they're just people that you're drawn to. But Ruth still, even though she was, she came and found her savior through Naomi, she also had to make a way on her own. So when she left and walked out of Naomi's house, she had to stand on her own faith. So, so many times when that relationship, Christy, you know, we could, we could, bring Christy food. We could drag her out of the house. We could have done all of these things. But there was at one point that Christy had to say, like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to actually stand on my own faith. So I always say that because um, there can become a almost too much of a crutch relationship that at one point it's like, man, we got to like stand up and learn how to, yeah, fly, birdie, fly, like do this thing on our own. And I, I walked through it with um, a close family member the same way. And I remember talking to Lynette and she's like, Candace, you can't be their Jesus. Like you can't be their Jesus. They've got, you can just like you can lead a horse to water, like you can bring them to Jesus, you can bring them to church, you can do all these things, but they still have to choose to follow him, and you can't do that for them. That was not part of what we talked about on Monday, but I feel like it was, it's a good balance. So just so you're, if you're looking around and you're like, man, this person in my life right now, like yeah, I'm going to call them, I'm going to have coffee with them. Like I need, I need what they have, which is amazing. Yes, do that. But just also know like, Learn how to stand on faith on your own, too. And they'll, if it's a healthy relationship, they will come alongside you and want you to walk it out on your own and not be your savior. So, um, do you guys have anything more on that one? No. <laughs> well, I, um, I just want to encourage everybody that came tonight our our main goal for tonight is that you walk away just even if it's just an awareness of that there is there's people around you that if you ask them for help they will be there for you and sometimes that's the hardest part is to ask for help Mm -hmm. because just like we were talking with naomi and ruth naomi was like leave me alone go back to your people like get away and ruth like clung to her (laughs) And sometimes, sometimes we need those people that are like, no, really, let me help you. Like, can I bring you a meal? Can I pray for, even if it's just, yeah, like, and even if it's just, I shouldn't even say that. Like, someone praying for you is so powerful. Like, I would prefer that over a meal, you know, in many, many situations. Like, be praying for me, be praying for my family, be praying for our future. That's that is something, and you know what? They may ver- never know that you were praying for them. Maybe you just bumped into them, and you never even got to know their name, but God knows. So mm-hmm. I just encourage you with that. 
And then if there's someone here tonight, especially like even if you, if you exchanged uh, contact info with that person, I would just send them a text tomorrow and just be like, hey, glad to have met you. What can I pray for you? Like, who knows where that would go if that if you just met that person tonight, or you know you've just been an acquaintance acquaintance for maybe months or years. You know, like I just encourage that to be like a little push. <laughs> Here's how I do it. Uh, like, not that any of you care how I do it, but how I do it. Like when I drink out of that mug, right? That's gonna should trigger you to think of that person and pray for them, you know, because you're having your coffee anyway. It doesn't really work that way in my world all the time because at 4 o'clock in the morning I'm not really thinking about anything. That's unfortunate. But I can guarantee you this. When I put it in the dishwasher, I'm going to pray for you because I'm going to be awake then and I'm going to have those kind of things, you know what I mean, where I can. But just... And maybe even when you when you do that, you know, find the piece of paper, stick it in your Bible, shoot them a little text and be like, hey, I drank out of the mug today. Can I pray for you about something in particular? And I'm just going to say be brave on the other end. If somebody asks you if they can pray for you, give them something to pray for because they're willing to spend their time. The one thing they never get back, they're willing to spend their time praying for you. Give them something. They didn't ask not to have something. They ask because they want to pray for you. And I think that's one of the boldest and bravest things you can do, and that's part of the exchange. It's the biggest part of the exchange, really, is to be vulnerable enough to say, yeah, you can pray for me for whatever. Are we going to talk about next month? Yes. All right. I'm going to talk about next month. So next month, I'm pretty excited about it. Hey, Des, will you come here and Sheridan? Okay, well, Sheridan, will you come here? I'm over here, she says. I hear something. Okay. Here, one of you make sure everybody has one of these. Oh, it's a secret. And one of you make sure everybody has one of these. Okay. So next month, yeah, give one to everybody. Uh, Next month we're talking about heirloom faith. And uh, something that's very heirloom to me um, is recipes. And um, so this one, the, the card that's written, that's written on is the caramel corn recipe. And to me, that's an heirloom recipe that came from my mother. And um, it was her favorite snack, her very favorite snack. My mom was a first grade teacher for 25 years. And if she had 21 kids in her class for 25 years, that's 525 kids that ate that caramel corn. And when my mom died, there were I don't know, 700 people at the funeral or whatever, but a lot of them were her previous students. And nearly every one of them that was her previous student said, I remember her caramel corn. I remember that she was kind, and I remember her caramel corn. And um, so for me, that's an heirloom. That's an heirloom. I know it's not heirloom faith, but we're going to talk about heirloom faith. But in the spirit of heirloom faith, I want all of you to come back and you have a blank recipe card. And I want you to bring a recipe. But if you'll look on the back, there is a place for you to write where that come from and why it's heirloom and what it means to you. And then we're going to exchange recipes. Um, 
I did find, I don't know if everybody has a printer at home, but I did find that if I laid that on the printer, I could print off both sides on a piece of paper. So if you want to bring extras, so you, you know, like we can have more than one recipe, that's cool too. And if, if not, we can just take pictures of them maybe or something. But anyway, I thought it would be fun to um, see your heirloom recipes. Yes. So next month, December 17th, am I right? Is it December 19th? Woo! Lindsay's prepared. December, okay, December 15th, 15th, I think. Thank you. I'm like, I could not remember. <laughs> Shelby it's it's in the okay, playlist. Scroll down to the bottom. Did everybody get a sheet? Two sheets? All right. But yeah, I think it's that Thursday. Thursday, December 15th. We'll start at 6 p.m. Our doors open at 6 p.m. again, okay? So get here at 6, and then the meeting will start at 6.30. So we'll have we'll have yummy treats again. There it is. So there it is. December 15th at 6 p.m. And um, if you have that recipe card, bring it back, because I think it'll be a really, really fun night. It'll be a... It'll be one not to miss, I promise. And bring bring more people. We would love to have more, add more tours. Oh, yeah, you can add them to any. <laughs> but, Lindsay, would you pray over us for yes. the end of the night and send us on our way and pray over safe travels for everyone? All right. So, Father God, thank you for this time together tonight. And talking about exchange between one another and we just pray for everybody's safety as they drive home and we pray for any friendships that were made tonight to flourish and for everybody to get together once again next month and we pray all these things in jesus name amen